This week on Heads and Tails, we interview Lini Quinn, who's an adaptive athlete and nurse who was born with one hand. And I double dog dare you to tell her that she can't do something. This is Kevin Som, you're listening to the Heads and Tails podcast. We share stories of perseverance and inspiration in sports and in life. If you haven't done so yet, please follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. And for the love of God, subscribe on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy this one. Thanks for tuning in to the Heads and Tails podcast. This week we're interviewing Lini Quinn. She's an adaptive athlete, a nurse, and she's also uh, a rugby player. And she was born with one hand, and we're going to kind of go through how she has adapted and kind of what obstacles she's come come to uh, or overcome in her, in her in her life. And hopefully we'll get some some tips for, for other athletes who are going through similar situations. All right. Thanks, Kevin, for having me. No problem. Uh so what was the medical diagnosis when you were born? So I actually had to look it up because I had no idea. Um, my mom always called it my little hand. I had a big hand and a little hand, um, but it's called a congenital amputation, and it happens in one in 2,000 kids. All right. Um, so that's, I guess, per, that's actually more frequent than I would think it'd be. It's, I think that's also including people who are born without feet or, you know, it could be born without both hands and feet. So like any of those mixtures, right? But it has to be born. Okay. With that. Um, do you remember like what the first moment was that when you were growing up as a kid that you uh, were different than other kids? I think it's when I actually started going to preschool um, and um, kindergarten because a lot of kids they would look at me weird, um, make fun of me, um, but like my I was pretty helped out um, when I was in kindergarten going right into St. Patrick's school my mom brought in a teddy bear and a letter signed by Jim Abbott who was a one-handed baseball player oh cool and he wrote a letter to the kids in my class saying that I was not weird and that it was a um, you know I had a gift and I was special so so cool my classmates were pretty nice to me I mean um, but some, you know, kids can be mean, some kids can be mean, but most right. of them are pretty accepting. So even when you were that young, kids would still like make fun of you and stuff? I think it was because people didn't know, even when my mom went through, um, when I was born, you know, a lot of parents would have their kids hide their lack of hand, lack of foot. They would make them hide it. Whereas my mom would make everyone see right. it like out of the bat. So I think... Like in the early 90s, it wasn't very um, cool or, you know, like accepted. Okay. Um, do you think that was beneficial for you to, to not like hide it from, like, I don't know, like a mental standpoint? Like you were, it was something to, to be proud of as opposed to something that you wanted to hide? I thank my parents for doing that from the get-go because I don't think I would have been as involved in sports and as like focused and stubborn as I am without them saying that it wasn't something bad. It was something, you know, that was just different and I was going to deal with it. 
Cool. Um, so what, do you remember like anything in particular when you were a kid that someone said that like really upset you? Nothing like stands out? I mean, I had, um, this is a funny story. Um, well, makes me look a little violent, but not, you know, it goes with a rugby player, I guess. But, um, when I was four years old, um, a kid, I don't remember this, but my mom saw the whole situation happen. He kept poking at my hand and say, why do you have your hand that way? And I said, I'm born that way. God made me that way. And I was giving the right answers. Like my mom told me to, he's like, you know, kept poking at my hand, kept poking and saying, it's ugly. Like, why are you, why do you have this hand? And so I just socked him in the stomach. He laid out flat and I just walked away like nothing happened. There you go. And and my mom saw the whole thing happen. And Mic drop right there. Yep. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was like done. But um, that was, you know, it. But I've had a kid like throw a rock at me saying my hand was ugly. Yeah. What? You wouldn't think that kind of stuff happens. But I mean, to parents out there, I, it, you got to tell your kids that, you know, oh, that's like, you know, to ask questions, but to not ask offensive questions and to say that they're special and that there's nothing weird and to right. not pull them away, but to let them be curious, but in an acceptable manner. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Um, what sports did you play growing up? Um, so I did swimming, um, tennis, I ran, and I did a little bit of soccer and basketball, but my main thing was swimming and tennis, but especially swimming. What was it about swimming that you liked the most? I, or you didn't necessarily like it the most, it was just what you did? <laughs> uh, you know, I liked it as a kid. Um, when I got to high school, I started to like different sports. So, But when I was young, I really liked the whole team aspect and summer swimming. Um, it was like when I realized like I really did love sports and competing. Um, I was very competitive. But I loved the butterfly because I felt like it was the one stroke I could do. And I was even keel because it was all hips and shoulders. It okay. Was, didn't have anything to do with hands so you don't think it, it didn't hold you back at all no i mean eventually i kind of was like oh i like tennis and i like to experiment and try different things right i tried a little bit of shot put and discus too just for fun see i, I think that those are like the best kind of athletes are the ones that kind of like just do everything you could kind of just pick up any kind of sport um and we i had actually one of the first episodes i had we one of my guests lou vanorski we talked about how that's almost like good from an injury prevention standpoint too we're not doing the same thing over and over again um yeah swimming's good for that because you don't get those knee problems later on because you never had those problems as a kid right from stomping on the ground all the time i'm a terrible swimmer like i could survive in the water i think <laughs> but to swim in any kind of athletic manner is it's not pretty i got like one speed it's like it, I have to go like a certain speed to not sink, and then but it's 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 not sustainable. I just get out of breath, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm terrible at this. Um, okay, all right. So what what was the biggest obstacle growing up, or what were the biggest obstacles growing up uh, with one hand in terms of like when you were at school with sports, um, like you you just mentioned before, like typing was was difficult for you. Um, and like socially and emotionally, did you go through any like rough patches where you're feeling bad for yourself or? Um, I think sometimes like when you're in your preteens, like you felt weird, like approaching boys because like you, like, especially for me, like I wasn't confident because I was so different from everyone else. Right. Um, I think it was also hard making friends, but the ones, the friends that I did have, like I still have today, like I'm still friends with them today because they were such good friends. Like, I think I felt like I found quality rather than quantity when I was growing up and 
it was a good thing because I'm still friends with those people. One of them, I we celebrated our 21st friendship anniversary oh, in Vegas last year. Um, her name's Mary Kate, and so she always stuck up for me, like all the time. Like in what ways? She, you know, like if the like girls or guys, anyone kind of teasing me, she always backed me up, you know, and she was right there and she helped me through some hard times in my life um, when my sister passed when I was seven. So, I, you know, I think that I found that quality in friendships. So it was good. So it's always good to have a, uh, that's what I've been hearing. When I've, I've, this is my you know, close to my 10th interview and everyone always says that they like their support system was really what helps them get through whatever obstacle that they have. And that's a, a major thing. So that was your, your friend. Yeah. Um, so how have you worked around the obstacles, uh, in terms of sports? Like how have you had to adapt even just typing and, uh, stuff like that? You just find your own way. Um, I like tying my shoes when I was little, like that was a kind of like a challenge, but I met actually a kid at the pool when I was, I think it was when I was six and he had one hand too. And, um, you know, and he his was mother, born with one hand, yeah, born with one hand. And his mother said to my mom, don't tell her how to do it. The way my son does it is not the way she's going to do. She's got to find out on her own. And I think that's kind of what the message is that. You know, you will find out how to do things, but you're going to do it differently. It may take you longer, but you will do it. So right. that's a good thing. It's like throwing you in the fire. You just got to figure it out. And yeah. Just I, like at work, I guess, you know. When nursing was a huge obstacle for me to become a nurse. Huge obstacle. But it was definitely a challenge, like learning how to draw like things out of syringes without poking myself and being confident in procedures when I was like, you know, lacking a hand. So like right. putting in like a Foley or suctioning on all these things that you have to be so specific about keeping sterile fields, you had to be able to do it. And I, there was no excuse. So I had to do it, but right. you had to figure it out. So I spent extra time in the labs, all that just to get the skills right. So how did it make you feel when the, the guy from NYU said that? It was the weirdest thing because I never had someone tell me no, like it's not possible. No way. Right. Um, so it was devastating. I mean, I probably cried for a week straight. I couldn't get up. I felt sick. Like I just was so devastated. Right. But um, that's actually when I started CrossFit because my friend told me the fall before and like she was doing it. And I was like, I need a change. I need something to give me life again. And so I stepped into the doors of CrossFit 908 and met Tim Carroll and he changed one of the my, nicest guys ever. And yeah. he changed my life. He brought me back to life. That's and awesome. So um, he told, like, made me prove to myself again that I could do anything. So you've been training there. You trained there while you were going to Seton Hall. Yep. Um, so what has Tim done for you at uh, CrossFit 908 to help you adapt to all the workouts and to get you to the point where you're actually competing now? He just thinks of all these inventions. It's like crazy. He thought of a wrap so I could do double unders so I could like put a rope next to my little hand and then wrap it with a wrist wrap and then I could do double unders. So double unders for people who don't do CrossFit uh, are just a jump rope where you, the rope goes underneath your feet twice before that for one one jump uh, yeah yes. and that was difficult i never even jumped rope before because i never oh, thought wow. of a way to do it so he did um he thought of a way to um do headstand push-ups so a way to keep my hands even so i could go up on the wall and not be teetering uh, back and forth and a lot of the coaches there jake allen um kevin and john they 
um, and Pat, they all helped me with different things as well. So it was, you know, a blessing that I was able to go to such a great place. Yeah, really. That's, that's awesome. Um, all right. So how, how do you feel that having one hand has limited you? And then also how do you feel having one hand has been you being able to like use it to your advantage? Um, limited. I don't think it's ever truly limited me. I, I don't think I've ever said like, mm, I don't think I can do that. Um, maybe with like some nursing things, like I don't think I would really want to work in an ICU or ER cause I'm not that quick with my hands. Like, okay. you know, I'm not lightning speed, but I don't think I would want to work there anyway. <laughs> um, I'm much better at like, you know, older adults and being able to take my time with my patients and educate them. Um, I would say that it takes me longer to do things. It okay. takes me longer to learn skills um, at CrossFit. I mean, it took me, God, like three years to learn how to do double unders, like consistently. It took me forever. But like now I'm doing them. So, you know, it makes the, the victory reward, more yeah, great. that much sweeter. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but advantages, I totally used um, the discount for handicapped or disabled people on the train so I could get 50% off on train tickets. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the round trip to New York was nine bucks and my friends hated me for it because they would pay like $20 and they're like, Lena, you do more than I do and you get a price train tickets. It's yeah. not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not handicapped. <laughs> they're like, no. Awesome. Does there to any extent do you feel that you're treated differently at work or at the gym or um, in school? Or do you feel like you, you know, you, you fit right in? I think um, sometimes, like, I mean, I think most points I'm treated completely equally. But I think sometimes when things get hard, people give me more support because they know that sometimes it, it it's a little bit harder for me to do things in nursing school. Um, a lot of my friends would always like, you know, help me out. Like if I was doing a procedure for the first time, my best friend would always be there right at my side just to give me that vote of confidence. Um, at CrossFit, like they definitely, when I get frustrated, like they help me out and think of different things to kind of make it so I could do the like activity, like I, snatches for instance, um, which is a barbell movement um, that, uh, you kind of lifting the bar right up in the air. Right, you have like a, a wider grip on the bar, and then you you take the bar from the ground, and you ba you eventually catch it over your head. Yeah, so that one I have a little rough time with because I have to do it one armed, and it does kind of affect my left shoulder from all the rugby I've played over the years. Oh, okay. Um, so I get frustrated with that movement, frustrated that I can't do rope climbs yet, you know, but I, and pull ups I can't really figure out how to get better at but you know it they kind of just keep encouraging me and it you know it I get better every day so I have to you know keep pushing forward awesome so yeah take those little victories and yeah yeah what questions do people ask you that uh, that annoy you um it wasn't questions it's situations and you might be surprised at the answer okay um some people um will hand me pamphlets um, to praying hospitals. What? Yep. Uh, that, you know, you pray for someone to get better or that I had one time a lady at, um, Starbucks say like pamphlet for like Christians to you get the devil out of you, like the exorcism, like, because I didn't have a right hand, what? I was a sinner. Oh um, my God. I had a patient who told me if I pray harder, my hand's going to grow back at 7 30 in the morning 
and he, were, were they like highly drugged or no no <laughs> it was a sane person and it, it happened at 7 30 in the morning and i i was like i i didn't even know i didn't even finish my coffee at that day i was like dying laughing because i was like I, I don't know what just happened yeah but yeah i have like a lot of heavily religious people come up to me and say like you know you should like pray every day and then your hand's gonna grow back i'm like but happy the way i am you know i, I would have never expected that that was the answer i was gonna get from that question <laughs> <laughs> most people don't because most people don't think that occurs but it, it does right you, you get some interesting people that's ridiculous yeah all right so we we talked about the sports in high school that you play you said you well, maybe not in high school specifically. You said you swam. Did you swim in high school? When did you start playing rugby is kind of what um, I want to get into. Okay, so I started playing in college my freshman spring because freshman fall I did my first marathon, probably my only one because that was a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I started after that, so so freshman year spring. And then I joined up with Morris Rugby um, after my sophomore year, so sophomore year in the summer is when I joined up with Morris during the summers and played with them. And now I've been playing with them ever since. So what made you want to start playing rugby and what kind of made it stick? Like, what do you like about it that you, you, you continue to play? So um, I started playing because I, I went to Stonehill College and um, the Stonehill women's rugby was extremely good. Uh, they hadn't lost a game in four years at the point when I joined. And so I was like, wow, that looks so cool. Like, I've never even heard of it. I know no rules. I'll meet people like it's a good way to meet friends. So I just joined and I really liked that it was competitive and it was something different and really challenging for me because I'm not extremely coordinated and fast but it was just a way to work on that and just to get in a different kind of shape after doing marathon training right and you were still doing crossfit at this time i didn't start crossfit until three years ago so i graduated okay so you went to what was it stony hill stone hill stone hill college stone hill college and then you went to seton hall after that yeah got it all right so yeah no my sequence was messed up okay got it. so i have uh two degrees i decided to do nursing a little bit later i was originally a psych major okay and i went into nursing in a like an accelerated program gotcha so you went to two undergrads all right um but yeah so i started doing crossfit when i went to a little bit before i went to um seton hall got it um so yeah so what was it about rugby that you like that you that you liked the most um I just loved the team. Like I okay. loved how that you kind of got to socialize with other teams after you played each other. And it was just like a really intense team sport. Like you couldn't say there was, you know, you could have one individual who was really good, but unless you had a really good team in general, you're not going to win. Right. Like one team member isn't going to make or break you. Like it's really the whole team and how you play together. So that's why I really liked it. Cause it was just such a heavy team sport and you're all like sisters. Is there anything in rugby that is more difficult for you because you have one hand? And how have you kind of learned to adapt to, to that? Um, I would say that passing um, on my, like, when I'm passing to my left would be harder because I'm right, leading with my right hand. Right, most people In rugby, use that you're, you're passing the ball backwards um, and you're almost doing like a, like a kind of golf swing. Right. And so to lead with my right hand is a little bit harder. Um, but... I, I, I'm a forward. I usually do very short passes or I'm tackling more. Um, I do rucks, which is just kind of you're like almost in a group of people and right. going against each other. Um, 
And so do they I, call it a scrum? A scrum, yeah. I'm in the front and center of the scrum. All right, cool. Yeah, so my position's called a hooker. Whoa! <laughs> I know. That's so naughty. Napoleon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was all American. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Um, um, but yeah, the lineouts was the one thing I couldn't figure out where to go. But now I learned how to lift in lineouts. Like I kind of grab onto people's pockets and because of all the strength training from CrossFit, I'm right. kind of able to more rely on my left arm right. and lift people up where I couldn't do that in college. Cool. So CrossFit working wonders as I know. always. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, did you sustain any injuries while you were playing sports? Cause this podcast is a lot of it. You know, people who come on had like serious injuries through playing sports. So I'm just curious if you had any, <sighs> You know, in fifth grade, I broke some fingers playing basketball in gym class. Otherwise, like, I really have been extremely fortunate. Like, if I've had injuries, it was like a hamstring pull or, like, my shoulder really hurt. Like, I've had um, um, Chris at Barefoot Rehab works with me a lot. Um, I swear by him. He's awesome. And he fixes my neck, my back, my ankles. Like, every time, like, I won't even be able to move. And then I get out of there and I'm fine. Like, right. I don't know how he works those miracles, but he does. <laughs> yeah, I work in a physical therapy place and same kind of thing. It's, like, amazing how, like, the body works and how everything's, like, intertwined. And if one thing's jacked up, then, like, it could affect something, like, completely, like, you know, unrelated, you know, yeah, in your body. Exactly. Or what you think is unrelated. Um, talked about how you got into CrossFit. All right, so what's your favorite part about CrossFit? I think it's, like... I love CrossFit 908 because of the community there. I, everyone just cheers everyone on. Like, no matter how, like, if the person is brand new and, you know, is, like, getting their first PR, like, everyone's cheering and everyone's supporting. Um, we all go out for, you know, drinks afterwards and um, go on, like, little trips together. And I think it's having that community and then being, like, together and cheering each other on that kind of makes pushes you to get better and better and better because I mean the people who go there are just so amazing like they're just so athletically talented so it really does push you right there's there's something about working out with other people that you definitely like wouldn't push yourself as hard like I work out by myself a lot and you get to those points where you're like why the hell am I doing this and then you slow down and but if you're with someone else doing it with you you know you're more apt to keep trugging along mm -hmm. um so when did you start competing in CrossFit? I did like a small, small competition um, in, I believe it was January or March. I'm forgetting the exact month, but it was a, it was basically like a lifting competition. And so I go into it, I'm like, well, I'll probably get last, but at least I'll have fun. And we're going down to the beach area, you know, and just that kind of thing. And um, I didn't do too bad. Like I placed about like middle range. And so I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I could do this. So then... The Open came around, and um, I, I saw the list of the wads or workouts of the, right. you know. of Just the to explain the Open for the non-CrossFitters, <laughs> the Open is the first part of the CrossFit Games. So the CrossFit Games deems the fittest man and fittest woman and fittest team on earth. And the, it all starts with the Open, and really anyone can sign up for the Open. 
So you pay 20 bucks to the CrossFit headquarters, and then they post a workout uh, every week for five weeks, and you have a few days to do the workout and either submit your score at a CrossFit affiliate, or you could submit your score uh, via video online, and then someone will judge your, your score there. So... So I, I did it, and um, this year it was great because it had scaled and it had um, RX, so like you were kind of able to do, um, you know, intermingle between the two, and so I, I kind of pushed you to get in shape and like to try different skills. So this is the spring where I finally learned I could do most of the lips uh, lifts except the snatch um, with two hands. Um, like before, I was doing almost everything like one armed, or I had to use dumbbells and. I learned that I could do it with two hands and it made a huge difference um, to be able, in the open especially, because they don't really give you any substitutions. Like even though they scale things, they don't really give you substitutes if you're an adaptive athlete. So I think hopefully that's like something- Something to come in the future. Yeah, because I, I think that, you know, especially it would be more fun for, you know, to have an adaptive athlete like part to it right to be able to submit scores and see how you're doing compared to other people i feel like that's probably where the trend would be going you know if places like wadapalooza and the working wounded games are doing this i would think that you know the crossfit games would do the same thing yeah i even the first year i did the open um which wasn't this year in 2015 it was 2014 um, I had a question for them if I could do thrusters with dumbbells because at the time I didn't think I could do a thruster with two um, two hands on the dumbbell because I didn't think it would balance on my little hand, the barbell, Right. because I thought it would fall on my head, um, which comes close once in a while, but it hasn't done it yet. Okay. Um, but um, I asked if I could do it with dumbbells, even if I did it like the weight was 65, if I could do 70 pounds, make it five pounds heavier, like if I could do that. And they said, absolutely not. You have to do it with a barbell. And I thought that was crazy because I was like, wow, like, you know, it's the same way. You're still doing the same movement. And I always feel like dumbbells are harder. Yeah, I agree. So I was like, I was surprised at the answer. But um, I ended up doing the whole workout with a 65-pound barbell and doing it one-armed. It, it took forever. It took like 50 minutes. And I did the workout just this year. And I went down like 25 minutes because I did it, you know, with yeah. two arms the, now. But I think they eventually need to like move it so that you have some leeway if you're an adaptive athlete if you state what you're you know like if you have one hand one leg wheelchair whatever and be able to adjust it according to those things well especially because crossfit prides itself on being this like all-inclusive thing you know you could be you know an 80 year old grandma and do crossfit or you could be 400 pounds and do crossfit like they try to make it all-inclusive but from what you said they kind of like they're getting better, yeah, they I think, they with this adapt. year with the scales, it's definitely better. But I think that the one step further would be to kind of have a more, like what they do for Wadapalooza is having a seated and standing adaptive athlete level and be able to create workouts according to what those needs would be. Right. Yeah, I like that. Is there something that you hate about competing? The nerves. I, I get the butterflies in my stomach. I got the same thing when I was swimming individual events. Like you just get this feeling, these knots in your stomach. Right. Because you just don't know how you're going to do. And, I and got, you know it's going to suck too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I did the um, Garden State Open, um, the, like a 
couple weeks ago, I, I was so nervous because I was like, oh my God, like I'm never going to be able to keep up with anyone. And so I was really nervous. And so I had all these knots. I thought like the barbell was going to fall on my head, like <laughs> just like anything. And, um, but it turned out okay. You know, I was able to place like middle range 15 out of 30. Yeah. So I, I saw good. you killing it out there. <laughs> um, but you, you're, you have these like negative thoughts in your head. Do you like kind of erase those when you get to the competition or it's just, I mean, everyone doubts themselves. Like if you say you don't doubt yourself, you're, you're crazy. At some point in time, you, you doubt yourself, but how do you kind of fight those, that, that voice in your head that's has some negativity? Uh, this, uh, for the garden state open, I was so nervous and I, you know, I said to myself and it made me feel better and it seems weird, but I was like, you know what? If I get last, I'm going to make last look damn good. So I was like, I'm just going to go all out and fight for it. And even if I'm last, I did my best. So, all right. Yeah. That's a good mentality. I like yeah. that. Good answer. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I can't have people feeling bad for themselves here. And like, no, no, no. No, I but I do the same thing. It's always like, you're like, can I do this? Or, yeah. Even in nursing school, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fail this test. And then you end up passing it. And you're like, you know, I was so foolish. Yeah, you and, hype it up for no reason. Yeah. Um, so you're going to the working wounded games next week. What are you looking forward to most about that? Just to be a part of the whole situation. I mean, just to be a part of the whole event, um, just to see other adoptive athletes. I, you know, I, at CrossFit 908, I mean, we've had people with different injuries and that sort of thing. Um, I think one time we had a guy come through who had a prosthetic leg, but, um, I haven't seen any like real adaptive. I haven't seen adaptive athletes, you know, work side by side with them. And I think that's what's going to be so fun. Cool. Have you thought about getting a prosthetic? I, you know, I got a prosthetic for swimming and I threw it in my closet and never used it. Like, Why is that? I, I hated it. Like, I just didn't like it. It was it uncomfortable. Ha- you yeah, it was like- uncomfortable. And at the time, I, God, it had to have been the early millennium when I did that. And, um... I mean, they've made such a long way. Um, next year, I mean, I heard that they were having 3D printing prosthetics come out that are going to be $3,000 robotics. And I think that would be cool just to be able is to... That, I don't know if that's like a lot of money or if that's not that much money. No, it is. It's like pennies compared, oh, compared to what to they what? cost now. Okay. Yeah, like a robotic hand now costs like $80,000. And how do people get money for this? Some people have amazing insurances. Other people like will pay it off, or like a, they'll be part of like a car payment kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's crazy. So I, I, it was like I don't need it that bad. I mean I just wanted one, so or like a hook, so I could do like pull ups and right. toes to bar. I was thinking with the clean, like you're right. It's it's like so hard to catch a clean. I mean I catch it on my arm, but I I have bruises all over. No, I meant my arm. I meant snatches when oh, I sorry, said snatches. snatches. Yeah, sorry. Snatches like I it's impossible. Like I I don't know how to do it um without like some kind of hook or something on it but i'm hoping that like they'll have like cheaper prosthetics with this 3d printing and right they're doing a conference on it at the working wounded warriors on the following sunday okay the next day so i i'm excited to go and see what they have really cool see what they have to offer all right a lot like i said a lot of people who listen to this podcast might be overcoming injuries not necessarily um like they don't have a hand or they're missing a a limb but what tips do you have for people who are trying to get into sports or get back into their sports and adapting uh with like movements or 
any kind of thing? What, what's what's your, your tips for the, those, those people? I would say that um, having a good support system really helps, but just to keep trying and to not necessarily when you're first starting out to compare yourself to the people working beside you. You have to think on your own terms and how you're going to do things and to not get discouraged because you're not moving as fast as someone else is right next to you because eventually you're going to catch up and you're going to be so proud of what you've accomplished because it took you a longer road and a harder road but you're going to feel 10 times better about what you were able to accomplish by right. just be stubborn I, I truly believe in stubbornness can be sometimes a bad thing, but I feel like when it's like, you know, persevering through a challenge, you just got to be stubborn and say, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Right. I like that. Um, I think in CrossFit in general, cause I've done a, a few CrossFit competitions and I, like, like you said, like just staying within yourself is the best thing that you could do. Cause once you start looking around you and seeing like who's ahead of you and what they're doing, that's when you start getting out of your own game and it, like, who knows? Like, maybe they're going way too fast and they're going to, you know, crap out in the next minute. Whereas if you just stuck to your, you know, your own guns and kept your, your pace, you'll probably beat them, you know, in the long run. So I, I like that, too. Um, so uh, what have been some of your, your lowest points in sports? Like, when you, when you felt bad for yourself, was it uh, – doesn't have to be, like, CrossFit or – rugby was there any time where it was like I don't know if I could do this or I I would say in high school um I, I wasn't like I wasn't like a really necessarily good enough swimmer to stay on varsity anymore I couldn't do varsity tennis I just wasn't that good and so I was like God, like I'm just not athletic like and then I started running and um that's when I actually kind of became more athletic is by just switching to something else entirely that I hated. I used to hate running. Couldn't even run a mile straight without stopping. And then I ended up doing a full marathon just because someone said to me, there's no way you can do it. You're going to get injured and you won't be able to finish. You're going to get injured. And so... Um, Tell me I, I can't and you just lost. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you know... Uh, going down now um so i did a marathon and just to prove to myself and you know say you know i can do it you know um but that i think in high school it was really hard for me not being making these varsity teams that my friends were making um just because i had different challenges with tennis like I, my serve wasn't consistent because i wouldn't have the same ball tossed every time because i was tossing with my little hand um and swimming i just wasn't as fast as everyone but you just have to stay true to yourself and know that maybe I'm not good at this, but I could be good at something else. And so I was decent, you know, like I wasn't amazing at running, but I wasn't bad at it. So, and it made me happy. And cool. that's all that matters is just by making yourself happy. Yeah. Um, so on the opposite end, uh, what are your, what were some of your highest points uh, in your athletic career and what are you most proud of? Not, it doesn't have to be in sports, just in general, what are you most proud of? Uh, well, I would say the proudest moment of my life was when I got my uh, bachelor's of nursing from Seton Hall and I passed my NCLEX, which is the, um, the country exam to be able to be a nurse, a registered nurse. Um, I was so incredibly proud and my mom was proud. She's a nurse, so it was cool that I'm carrying on her nursing career. Um, and then um, I would say when I got my first first place in um, swimming. I remember it clearly. I 
I got last every single event. My first year I joined swim team. The following summer, I swam all winter and trained really hard. And the first event I was swimming butterfly, which was my favorite. And um, I, you know, get to the turn. It was only a 50, so you're only going there and back. So I was nine and I saw my mom and she's like, go move it, move it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I thought I was in last again and I finish. And everyone else is like 10 meters behind me. I'm like, I, I just came in first. I've never had a first place thing in my whole life. So I was so excited. I was like cheering. My dad got me flowers and ordered them like express. Like it was so corny, but That's awesome. I was yeah. like really proud. Yeah. You don't forget those moments. Yeah. The sweet taste of victory. <laughs> uh, if you could go back and tell your elementary school self, your high school self and your college self, anything like advice, knowing what you know now, what would you say for each? Starting with elementary school. Uh, with elementary school, I would say it gets better. Um, elementary school was a little bit hard for me. My sister passed away and then um, like a lot of kids tease and they really, some of them can be really mean. Um, so I, I would always say that it gets better, especially in middle school and then even early high school, it gets better. You know, it gets better after those awkward years and it, now I have friends and like a great community and, you know, people to hang out with and who support me. Um, and in college, I would say to not worry so much and just stop being a worrywart. Okay. <laughs> that it's it's going to work out. It'll be okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. I like this one too. Um, I got four words. I want you to tell me what comes to mind when you hear these words. Okay. Uh, disability. Government. Why government? Because I think that's a government term. I don't think that, um, I would never say I have a disability. I would say that I have something that makes me special, but I don't like disability. I think it's like more of a government term, the way they have to describe something. Okay. And to be all inclusive to other, you know, um, adaptivities or something. I, I would say Adaptivities, I like adaptivities. that. <laughs> um, yeah, like being deaf blind, you know, all that, just right. to, you know, Expand it out. All right. Uh, handicap. Handicapable. Handicapable. Okay. Yeah. Changing around the terms. Inspiration. Serena Williams. She's my idol. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what about Serena do you love? She's so fierce. Like, she's so tough. She's never out of it. Like, she, it could be match point the other person, and she's still totally in the match. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, you never, ever doubt her winning until she has actually lost. She's got quads for days, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I was built like her for a rugby game, I could run everyone over. <laughs> it's like my ultimate dream. Awesome. And then lastly, adaptive. Um, it's a hard one. I, thought, mm, I would say athlete. I don't know. That's the first word that comes to mind. Just okay. because of the right. terms. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I want to finish with this question. Uh, when you're long gone, like 200 years from now, if you could write a letter to a kid who was born with one hand or who had a different, um, I know you don't like disability because that's government term, um, or they had a, a limb uh, missing, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say to them? I would say to them that you are special um, and you are great and you're going to do great things. And just believe in yourself and believe that you're... You may be different, but it's what makes you special, and it's not something to be ashamed of. Awesome. Um, I definitely want to have, like, another follow-up interview after the wound working Wounded Games. I think that would be cool to kind of 
talk about your experience and yeah. walk, I'm, I'm going down there to talk to some other athletes that are going to be out there and I would love to kind of you know have you be like the, my featured athlete at the, <laughs> the working wounded games that'd be really cool sure awesome yeah, that'd all be right great. well good luck good luck Lenny. Appreci- appreciate you taking the time to come on the show all right thank you Kevin for having me thanks Fortunately for Lini and her rugby team, but unfortunately for us, uh, her rugby team made it to the playoffs and she was, wasn't able to make it down to the working wounded games. Um, so we won't be able to do the, the post-competition follow-up interview, but I think we'll make a lot of connections with a lot of other adaptive athletes at the competition and um, I'm sure in the near future we're going to have a lot, of other, a lot of these athletes on the podcast. Thanks for the continued support over the past 10 weeks and I hope you guys are enjoying it. I know I am. See you next week.